Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, which is part two of our Kidney Stones in Pregnancy series, we will cover medical and surgical management. Medical management with expulsive therapy using alpha-adrenergic blockers like Flomax and calcium channel blockers like nifedipine with or without steroids is effective in facilitating the spontaneous passage of stones in the general population. Now, although no specific pregnancy data is available for use of these medications for kidney stones in pregnancy, anecdotal evidence does show them to be effective and safe. Now, outside of medical management, what about active interventions. Indications for active interventions includes uncontrolled pain, persistent vomiting, sepsis, obstruction of a solitary or a transplanted kidney, bilateral obstruction, impending renal failure, stones greater than one centimeter, or specifically to pregnant women, certain obstetrical complications like premature onset of labor. An estimated 25 to 40 percent of pregnant women will end up requiring some sort of active intervention. When active interventions are needed during pregnancy, it's imperative to use a multidisciplinary team approach with involvement of urologists, obstetricians, anesthesiologists, radiologists, and neonatologists. Two types of active interventions include temporizing treatments like ureteral stents or percutaneous nephrostomy. Insertion of an indwelling ureteral double J stent allows rapid decompression of the ureter and it may be done retrograde via cystoscopy or antegrade after percutaneous renal puncture under ultrasound guidance. A percutaneous nephrostomy creates a temporary diversion of urine through the nephrostomy tube, which is inserted under ultrasound guidance via a percutaneous renal puncture. These procedures are generally done under local anesthesia. Temporary drainage is preferred to definitive stone removal in the presence of infection, a large stone burden, altered anatomy or a transplanted kidney, bilateral stone disease, certain obstetric complications, presentation in the first trimester or near full term, and patient or surgeon preference. The advantage of a temporizing treatment is that it is quicker and it can be done with minimal anesthesia without radiation exposure. However, these temporizing measures are less well tolerated by the patients and the tubes are prone to dislodgement or migration, bacterial colonization and infection, and tubal incrustation with recurrent blockage. So to minimize these risks, it's advisable to change the tube at 6 to 8 week intervals, but this requires multiple procedures. Moreover, a definitive procedure is needed at a later date. Okay, so because of these potential complications like stent migration, perforation, or incrustation, ureteral stents are being used much more selectively in pregnancy. Once again, some of the indications for these temporizing measures include intractable pain, worsening condition, deteriorating renal function, large stones, or urosepsis. Once again, until recently, these temporizing treatments were preferred during pregnancy as they were minimally invasive. However, according to new data, it has been concluded that uteroscopic inspection and stone extraction with or without ureteral stent implantation is preferred rather than nephrostomy tube drainage or stent placement. If a nephrostomy catheter is left inside to until delivery, then regular flushing is advised.
Okay, we've covered temporizing interventions for decompression of a obstructed urinal system. But what about definitive methods of stone removal? Well, let's talk about uteroscopic stone removal, or URS. URS involves retrograde visualization of the collecting system using an endoscope. Stones are fragmented using a holmium laser. Now, significant advances have been made in endourology over the last decade. Better fiber optics and reduction in the size of the ureteroscopes have improved the views and access to renal passages. Ureteral dilation is generally not needed, making the procedure less traumatic. Okay, well, what about pregnancy? Well, during pregnancy, URS, again, that's uteroscopic stone removal, is now being advocated increasingly as a procedure of choice where definitive intervention is needed and if adequate expertise and resources are available unless there are clear indications for a temporizing measure as previously discussed. Complete stone clearance has been published to be anywhere from 75 to 85%. The majority of URS procedures can be performed without ionizing radiation under ultrasound guidance with fluoroscopy used only in the event of failure to advance the guide wire. It's recommended that a temporary stent be inserted after the procedure to prevent obstruction and pain secondary to edema or storm fragments. Now, this can cause some discomfort to the patient, but the stent is usually removed in 72 hours and may need to be kept in, though, for longer if there are complications like trauma or bleeding. Although a variety of methods have been used safely and successfully for stone fragmentation, the Holmium laser is advocated by some as the safest option for intracorporeal lithotripsy during pregnancy. It has little periurethral thermal effect and does not result in energy transmission to the fetus. It also has a lower sound intensity compared to ultrasound and electrohydraulic probes, thus reducing any potential risk of damage to fetal hearing. Okay, well, let's finish this podcast with a quick note about extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy. Extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy is contraindicated in pregnancy because of fetal damage and death observed in animal studies, particularly with exposure later in pregnancy. However, there are case reports of successful delivery of healthy babies despite inadvertent exposure to extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy during pregnancy, and therefore some have advocated further research in this area. However, for now, extracorporeal shockwave lipotrepsy is contraindicated in pregnancy. Okay, this wraps up our part two of our Renal Stones in Pregnancy mini-series. We have covered expectant management in part one, medical management, as well as both temporary and permanent methods for stone removal of kidney stones in pregnancy. We'll see you next time.